You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Okay, we're back. Welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm of unqualified opinion, unwavering bias. Uh, you're welcome, punters, dribblers, Frankus Crichton, last week. We were going to do another one. We decided not to. Maybe did one. Thought it was shit. Binned it. But we're back for another week. My friend Eddie Simpson joins me, and we have just witnessed the very close test, first test against India. Edward, how are you? How's your weekend? I'm okay. Uh, today's been a fucking tease, hasn't it? It has been a little bit of a tease. It's been Eddie. a tease, Tom. It's been a little bit of a tease. And although I like the drama associated with the tease, yes. the emotional highs and lows, you didn't get to finish. I didn't get to come. No, you got blue balls. Yeah, I got blue balls by the nation's cricketers. Test cricket blue balls. So that was disappointing. Now, obviously, off the back of that, that'll be today's focus, Tom. Because you and I, having not seen each other throughout the five glorious days of test cricket. Correct. Not had a chance to break down, you know. Well, just the way it's all unfolded. The way that it's unfolded, that's right. And which is what which is what we usually do after each day's play. Yes. So the fact that we've gone five days uh, is unusual. Well, it is, but it's probably going to make this thing a little bit spicier, the podcast. Uh, there's a bit we'll get into. Like, you know, there might be a couple of non-cricket stories. We can't promise you there will or won't be, but there might be. But I think mainly it's just going to be a, a sort of a debrief of this first test. Mm-hmm. Things that we liked, things that we didn't like, things that surprised us, things that made us, made us laugh and cry. But also, Eddie, we've been gifted this new sort of, uh, you know, uh, competition between Fox and Channel 7. It's all very new, so I think it's kind of important for us to make sense of that. Sure. Because it's 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 not it's a competitive situation here. Fox and Seven, one's free to wear, one's not. But they're both doing the same thing. I managed to catch a bit of Seven's coverage, mm. a bit of Fox's coverage. Mm. So I've got some thoughts on it. Sure. Certainly some commentators that I'm not keen on. Certainly some that I've been pleasantly surprised by. Mm. All exciting. Um, but I think do we maybe just get into a little test cricket? Happy to. All right, let's do it. More than happy. Let's to. do it. Okay, so we lost. Yeah. We made it very close. We got to within 40 runs. 31. 31 runs. 31 for victory, Tom. So I get that, yeah. I get that, you know, we were we were teased, aroused, and not finished. We didn't climax, mm. so to speak. But Test Cricket's alive and well, at least, which is nice. Like, that was a thrilling contest. Well, I think, I think the nation needed a thriller. Yes. Just because, you know, in and around the game of Test Cricket, there's been a lot of negativity yes. lately. Yes. So we needed to see some excitement. We needed to get people out of their chairs yeah. at home, into the yeah. stadiums. Watching in Test cricket again. Well, Just so talking I, about it around on. the water coolers. Can I actually ask you this? As you say, getting people out and about and around it in Adelaide. Oi, Adelaide, go to Test cricket matches, you yeah. fucking losers. No, I agree. Hey, Adelaide, there was a Test cricket match on in your shithole city. What were you doing? 25,000 isn't enough. What the fuck else was going on in Adelaide that you thought, nah, you know what? I'm not going to go to the cricket. It was 40 degrees. That's that's par for the course in an Australian summer, Adelaide. Mate, look, they're all 40 degrees. They're, it's you it, know what I mean? They all are. That's test cricket. They're, they're, they're out there playing. The least you can do is get along. Nah, completely agree. My point to that was at least perhaps moving forward, now that we know it was a thriller, attend. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Please go. 
but first Adelaide couple of days, fucking, yeah. get, nah, but Adelaide, like the first test of the summer, fuck you guys. No, no, I completely agree. Fuck Look, you, you won't be given you won't be given another test if you behave like that. Well, again. exactly. Take it back. To we'll the send Gabba. it back to the Gabba. Who also get poor crowds. Well, yeah. I mean, look, Test Cricket's not doing great crowds-wise at the moment, but that's not the point. (laughs) That's not the point. Um, What I would say, though, Eddie, is that even though it was close, Test Cricket's the winner on the day, even though India, the real winner on the day, um, I'd still find it hard to be too stoked about even a close Test match when, again, batting certainly not... uh, on display during this test match, apart from the Indian fellow whose name has escaped me at this point. Praja? Pa- pa- Pajara? Pajara. Now, I completely agree. I'm, tr- I'm, you know, off the bat, I'm going with a little bit of some some optimism, you know, at least test cricket's alive and well, yes. at least it was close, at yes. least we got a thrilling finish, Start blah, blah, positive. blah. At least we weren't fucking pumped. No. But... We did lose. We did lose, and that's the first time. And India won has here. never won the first test in Australia. Well, it's the first, and the first time they've won here in like over ten years. Haven't won the first test before. Never won a series here. And predictably, which I think was the most frustrating, predictably our top six were awful. Pure shit. Apart from Travis Head in the first innings was okay, Sean Marsh in the second, Swamp Junior in the second was okay. But again, if you're looking at it, when we lost by thirty-one. Swamp's in, he's on 60. Yes, he's got to start again the next day, but inexcusable that you get out on 60. Well, look, I'm not here. I think that we've done enough in terms of the Swamp bashing, right? So I'm not here to, I'm not here to, 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 to bash Swamp Jr. What I will say is what we needed from Swamp was for him to go and make a famous second innings ton yeah. when all the chips were on the line. That's right? what that's all we're, we're saying. That's all we're saying. That's what we needed from him. Mm. We didn't get that from him. No. And he is still clearly one of our best batsmen in the country. Yes. So it, that's that's not his fault that no. he's not capable of that. No. It's not his fault. It's, it's kind of our fault. The nation's fault. Look, you know, he could turn around and say, Well, that was the first fifty I've ever scored in the fourth innings. He could turn around and he say, could that. say that. He could say that. And to that, I'd say that's that shows progress and maturity on your no, part. No, Swamp. you're right. It does. Swamp Junior. Yeah. But by and large, we needed you to raise the bat. Like obviously, obviously, and take your helmet off. Hundreds are when great. When the chips were down. Yeah. Like it's obviously, obviously, hundreds, hundreds are great. Right when you've won the Ashes and you come to Sydney and you're batting with your brother, say, and you get hundreds in yeah. a meaningless test, right? Like those are good hundreds, They're certainly for the soul, you know. Like that's soul food. It's something. It's it's not something you're gonna rem- forget, no, rather. No, no, no. But am I gonna remember it when I'm, you know, well, getting I tell on. my kids about it as no. one that sort of saved the day? No. Maybe not. But, now, but if you would, but if you were to post a big ton today, fourth innings, and we had a chase down three twenty three, never been done, which would have been the highest score chased down at the Adelaide Oval since nineteen oh two. It would have been the highest full stop. Mm. But the last time more than three hundred was chased down mm-hmm. ever in the history was England versus Australia nineteen oh two. So you had history at your feet. He had history sitting there at his doorstep. Now you could argue, well. Records like that haven't been broken for so much, so long of a period because they can't be done. But they can or be rarely done. done. Rarely they're done. But I would say to you, they can be done. They can be done. And now look, again, we are maybe expecting too much of this team of underachievers or overachievers, depending on what you think they well, are capable of. Well, are they a little green? 
Well, they're green. I tell you who I didn't As mind. A team? If we just go, th- let's just go through the top s- the, the top six, shall yeah, we? Marcus sure. Harris, you can't knock a bloke. He got twenty six, but two times. It's all right, Marcus. Good. Marcus is it's his first test, and and I also Marcus gets a pass. Thought he defended confidently mm. and played some good shots. Yeah, and off that, on the face of that, I'm I'm Marcus all G pass mark from us. Aaron. Now, uh, now Aaron. Aaron. A wise look. man, a wise man, and look, I'm sure this wise man is not the first man to say it, but he did point out that back when it was Kerry O'Keefe, by the way, on Fox Sports, uh, clearly the premier broadcaster, uh, Kerry said, he was like, remember back in the day when Hayden and Langer were opening the batting for the country in test cricket, and then in one day it was like Mark Warren Gilly. He's like, what happened to those days? Like, why... Why now do we obviously the game's changed and T20s are in and I don't know if that makes a difference or anything but like what is it about Finchie's one day white ball work that is now somehow he doesn't even open for his fucking state Eddie It's very bizarre because you know there's up there's Matt Renshaw's what's he's around he's about he's up he's he's a test he's a te- he's a stayer look yeah. I'm just talking about why is Finch in there when I've never seen any anything to suggest that he knows how to play Red Bull cricket. No. Now, exactly. that might sound a little harsh, but I'm just saying I personally haven't seen nor heard of a legitimate argue to justify his selection in the side. Correct. Now, that's just how I said. Now, I'm not, uh, do I know what I'm talking about? No, 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 no absolutely not. Uh, do, do we play cricket? No, haven't for years. What's my average? Couldn't tell you. But we are the voice of the punter. We're the voice of the punter and the dribbler, and that's what we think. Now, again, am I calling for Finch to be dropped, Eddie? Not really, because I also don't think there's – it's not like there's a ready-made – yes, Renshaw maybe, but there's not like just throbbers galore out in Sheffield no. Shield where it's like we need to make some changes now. Just keep them. Like whatever. I'm at that point now. It's like just keep them, whatever. But we move down the order. Usman. Uh, hey, Uzi, Uzi, hey, uh, Uzi, it's Tom, Tom and Eddie at the door, mate. Could you, uh, can we come in? Thanks, mate. Yeah, look, just, uh, just on your batting, like, what happened to you being our fucking strike batsman for the summer? Is that, is that still happening? What happened to you averaging like 60 at home? What happened to that? Hey, great catch. Loved that Coley catch. Great way to start off the summer. What about you? What about you being the strike batsman, though? Is that still going to happen? Like, obviously, it's only one test in, but, like, I mean, that second inning shot you played almost made me want to throw up. I did throw up yeah. in my mouth. It was a, dis- a little bit in my mouth. It was a disgusting shot. What a time went- to do that. Was it the last thing we needed was that fucking shot. What a time to do that. It was a disrespectful shot. That showed, like, a... I mean, I'm not saying disrespect, Eddie, but I felt personally disrespected well, at that shot. it showed that he had no self-awareness. Or no, 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 no in-game awareness. No game empathy. Yeah, yeah, no game empathy. No, we're not playing a 2020 at New Sydney Oval. I, I need you to show a little more empathy for the game of cricket. I need please. you to stand up and be a leader. You need to show these young green kids in the side how to play Test cricket. That's it. How you fight back and chase pretty big leads. You did it over in, the in Asia. Innings. You did it in Asia, Usman. Oh yeah, you remember that like 300 ball ton you got to force a draw. What we needed from you there was not a fucking, not a braggadocious fucking. Jesus. Sh- yeah, right. I mean, much like was his shot, probably a little out of my depth with the word. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need that from you. No. And it fucking put us under pressure. 
I mean, look, again, now we move down to Handy. Hanscom. Look, Hanscom. Defend, he, look, he bats very deep in his crease. Do I know anything about cricket, no. Eddie? No, but I take I take information from the greats. Yeah, but there's people commentating that do. And they and, seem and, to and he's a little deep still, even for them. Yeah. Now, he's come out of fraction. <laughs> he's not much. Because so. he used to be behind the crease. Yeah, he was, well, he was literally he was like in it, in its entirety. behind the stumps at one Now point. his leg, is, his front foot is marginally over. Now, again, apparently too far back in the crease. Apparently, you are still struggling to get your weight forward, so to play off the front foot, um, and then therein lies issues. Well, I mean, the great Ricky Ponting has you just can't been drive the ball. effusive in his, like, not condemnation, but just like... Constructive I, feedback? Constructive criticism, constructive feedback. I, as one of the, greatest, the greatest batsmen that we've ever produced... Well, the second greatest. The second greatest, uh, would be very concerned about hitting my stumps. Being that deep into my crease, and these are the problems. Why now, Handy's to his credit has ignored all of the advice of former greats and persevered with this to well in in in, in, in different levels of success. Yeah. Um, in fairness to him, he's he's inching forward. He that's true. He has he has made the so slow maybe in march ten, in forward. In ten years, perhaps he'll be there. He'll be standing in the right spot. Uh, Travis Head, Trav, commonly. More, you know, uh, friend. What's the the not commonly known as, also known as, uh, endearingly known as Trav. Trav, yeah. Don't know if he's got a nickname, Trav. Trav, Travis. Travis, Trav, Trav. I think that's it. Uh, first innings respectable. Second innings, I can't knock you because you did a good thing in the first innings. You know what I mean? Like second, the- in- well, look, we we we'd rather you didn't get out when you're in with. That's all. With hey, you're cool. You're cool. Just would have preferred you didn't get out. But I can't knock you. I can't knock you. Tim Payne, look, I didn't mind his leadership, though, out there. Yeah. Chats well, talks well. He's in there. He's not in there to bat. Like, he's, he's in there to bat, obviously. He's a wicked keeper that, that, that we need runs out we need of runs because out. our top six is so weak. And that's essentially what he did. Yeah. He, he mean, gave us runs today. A couple of cheap shot, shot selections. Getting well. shit dismissals. That first innings one where he just nicked it, and then the second one today where he's come out first ball, set, first ball the second over after lunch, and he's just fucking gone after. What's he eating for lunch? He is. I don't know what he's having. Did he eat at all? I don't know. Maybe you're not you eat. when you're hungry. Well, you're not you when you're hungry. That's a good point. And I reckon Adelaide would have put on a pretty good meal. you think they'd put on a spread. Well, the, I mean, they've got the... They've got some pretty fertile land up in the hills, don't they? They grow some good produce, the, look, the South Australian, don't they? Look, Eddie, to be honest, most of the time I don't concern myself with anything to do with Adelaide, but I'm sure... I'm guessing. You're just guessing. I'm guessing, but, you know, people always go, go down to the Adelaide Hills. I thought it was more like wine country. Than yeah, but they, but wine and, you know. goes with food. Tom. That's true. That's do you know true. what I mean? That's, no, you're absolutely right. At the very least, he's getting a nice drop. So we think he's probably had a nice drop with lunch. I would have assumed, you would but he didn't assumed. bat that way. No, he didn't bat like he'd been... Unless like he's, he's had, had too much time. of the... Was it, like a Semsav? Maybe a Semsav. It was a hot day. You're not having a well, red. Well, a Riesling, maybe? Yeah, something, maybe a Shardy. Was he eating fish? Uh, that's a very good point. Now, if he's eating fish, has he got bad fish? Because... Look, maybe maybe he's got a bad fish. I don't know what the, the quality of fish is in that ocean. Point is, punters, dribblers... To play a shot like that two balls after lunch, you've had a bad feed. Now, Blue Eyes. Old Blue Eyes couldn't have done more. Bowled well, batted well. Looked good doing it. Looked good. I mean, congrats, Blue Eyes. Good to have you back. Cummins, Cider, hottest Uh, man in the fucking team. Mitch Stark. Now, looked rhythmless. Look, he didn't bowl that well. No. 
stump to stump, Eddie. Looked rhythmless. He was just, you know, struggling. Doesn't not got has he got the brutal in swinger going like he used to? Well, like he, he did look, with the white ball in look, his hand. At the moment, he hasn't. It's not like he's four. He's still at one I'm of not the best. Saying, I'm not saying he's not a late Tom. Well, I'm I think saying from just, what I've seen from this test. Yes, hasn't been fantastic. Gave us some handy runs towards the end today, but not fantastic for the whole test across the board. Now, the country boy. Country boy, the drought, Josh Hazelwood, drying up an end, can dry up an end, dry as a drought, Josh the drought, Hazelwood, Eddie. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great to have you back. Great to see you back on our shores. Great to see you playing cricket. You're vice captain of the nation. You're a straight up and down bloke. No fanfare. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler. And we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. But you fucked it. Last ball. But again, it's not your job. To yeah, be. but you're, he's such a bad batter that like... That it's it's amazing on. you were even there. The fact that we're, we're calling on him to get runs when no one else did. Oh, it's completely you know atrocious. I mean? no, our it's tail awesome. does better than our top six. 
Well, I've got oh, there was my Max sent me some stats here at one point today. During... Ricky said we're the first team in Test cricket history to have like every partnership be fifteen or more runs in the fourth innings. So Lyons, Stark, and Cummins significantly outscored our top three, one hundred ninety-four to ninety-nine. Ridiculous. Does that paint a picture? Ridiculous. That's Lyons, Stark, Cummings. Cummins. That's not Cummins, rather. So there you go. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then Gaz, fucking uh, absolutely gritty 40 at the end. Oh, there. I just goaded it as usual. As per. Six weeks. Not out for the match. Not out first and second. Couldn't innings. be bested. Couldn't get bowled the whole test. Couldn't be bested. Two weeks, six weeks. Gary the goat marches towards Great. third all time. He's got 20 wickets in his last two tests or something. Fuck marches that. towards third all time. Yeah. As we said, and I would be very careful if I were you, Pidge. All I'm saying, he's coming. He's, he's still young. If his body stays together, still young. Then look out. Still that's all we're saying. Young. That's all we're saying. Um, so that's the side. I tell you what, Eddie, I don't mind India as a team to face. I li- I kind of like them. I enjoy it, bro. Coley's an animal. I like. He's yeah. a chirper. He's the boys are up and about. I think it's a lot of fun. We get four tests. Look, we prefer five. Of course. We talk at length about this. Yes. But for some reason, we don't play five over there. They don't play five here. We play four. But four's better than three. Four's better which than Which is three. better than two. Yes. But five is better than all of them. Yes. And unfortunately, we didn't get five. But Coley's an operator. He did look. Again, I like Coley. We're not, he's not scoring runs. I like him even more then. But, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I just like the... The vibe of the Indians, like when they're all chirpy and shit, there's something about it I kind of enjoy. When mm. like at Fox today, they played just one over was just the fucking wicket keeper stump Mike, and he's just into him. He's not been a smart. He's not been a, a cunt. He's just he's talking just a chirpy. Fucker. Cummins is going, come on, like go for six, Cummins. Like you're why you not go for six? You're struggling. Like it was just a funny. Forgive my obviously my Indian accent, but uh, just a funny over, and it was just good vibes. I'm into it. I like the crowd. Their fans get into it. It's just, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, love it. Love, love it. it. Love it. Um, now, I think we move on to uh, the commentary teams. Yeah. So, obviously, for those living under a rock and haven't bothered to watch any test cricket, for you, I would say, fucking shame on There's you. There's the door, brah. There's the door, brah. Fuck off, brah. You're no longer welcome. On the podcast, brah. Listening to our podcast, brah. Or bralette. Bralette. Um, so obviously nine have shit the bed, got rid of the rights. Seven fox come in. Now, in doing so, they have a bidding war to get the best talent the in talent. the nation. Yes. Um, again, for those living under a rock, you know, some standouts on Shane Keith, Gilly, etc. Shane Keith, yes. They've gone to Fox. Let's let's not explain to these motherfuckers. Yeah. You're either watching it or you weren't. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was important for us to go through and sort of rank our favourite broadcasters, a bit of broadcaster power rankings, uh, but also just how we found the two different broadcasts. Because I think Channel 7 has been particularly poor just from a production value. Like, it seems a little bush league for mine. Now, what I found particularly bush league about 7s was what they do during the lunch break. Now, they played some very, very milky, um, bush league, uh, almost trivia games. This is Channel 7. Did you happen to see that? See, I didn't see that. What I saw was uh, Lunch with Phlegm, (laughs) which is a a 
Flem's fucking Damien Fleming's lunchtime show, and now that's a pile of shit. <laughs> that's the worst show on television. Now I haven't seen, I haven't had the honor of seeing Lunch with Flam or the Dishonor. Yeah, but from this other show that I saw, it was James Brayshaw. Yes, he was doing hosting this like very bushly looking trivia show, and the set where he was like the sound was fucked and the graphics were fucked, and it looked it looked fuzzy. It looked like they'd been drawn. It looked like the image or the graphics that they were using was the wrong size and it had become pixelated. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, they hadn't sized the image correctly for yes, the screens that's of the right. nation. Now, that I found quite jarring. Yes. But then they were just asking... They were asking cricketing greats questions about people's careers and making them guess. But most of the questions were about themselves. And, like, they just had to... They had to use their, uh, their nicknames... To, as a buzzer to answer the question. Yeah, Does that right. make sense? Yeah, like yeah, punters yeah. going, punter, and then going, was it punter? Like, it was just fucking awful to yeah. hear and listen yeah. to. Yeah. And I felt, I felt, I honestly felt for Ricky Bain up there. Well, of course. Because Ricky was good. Ricky is elite. Ricky is elite. Ricky is an elite commentator of Test He cricket. is fucking elite. He's so good. I can't believe he, he Ricky. Is... Where the fuck was he on Channel mate, 9? Mate, what was Pup doing? Mate, Ricky is fucking elite. And I'm glad you agreed to one. No, you would agree. Yes. But he was he's almost in terms of an ex player, he's the best. Well, it's him and Shane Keith. Yeah, but I think he's better than Shane. I don't know. Because Shane also predicted like a bunch of shit over the weekend. He did. Look, and I'm not sitting here knocking Shane. I know. I'm you just saying, there was just something about Punter that I really liked. Maybe it was because he was brand new. Yeah, absolutely. He had that. He had that vibe. And I know he's done some big bash league stuff. That's but it's, not the that's same. That's not the thing. same. Not the Fuck same. yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Like even when he's uh, firstly a little bit, we should have probably when we were talking about old blue eyes that fucking run out in the first innings. But just when Ricky was, do you remember the run out? Eddie? You of course I do, oh, bro. Sorry, mate, it was over puzzled. every. It was on every social well, channel in the country. I know. Well, you looked very puzzled when I said it. No, but not puzzled. Just Ricky there, comment. Ricky, whose run outs uh, need no introduction. You know, he was there commentating on it and explaining. He's just like, "This is this is how it should be." Yes. Shame on you, Channel Nine, for not having him beforehand. Absolute fucking disgrace. And it basically, like him and Michael Slater are the real shining lights for Channel Seven. Michael Slater, unfortunately, jinxed Stark today, and I'll forgive him for that. But by and large. I wasn't too fucking enamoured with anyone else on the Channel 7 coverage. Gilles- I, don't mind- I didn't like Gillespie, really. Oh, look, I don't mind Dizzy. I just don't think Dizzy's got much pizzazz. I tell you what, and I, I hate to say this, but he I He knows the game. Pidge ain't got nothing. Nah. But I think we knew that about Pidge, because he always comes... He used to come into the box for the Channel, not for the pink test. Yes. And you got a real sense of Pidge there, I thought. Well, I thought because that- he was getting invited back every year, and I was just never blown away. No, really, but I think like that- he was—he's—he's he's always been more of a um, short and sharp. Let's give him half an hour. Let's give him half an hour burst. He can talk about, you know, obviously the Jane McGrath Foundation, yep. all that sort of stuff. Give us a couple of overs, yeah, and then talk, maybe talk on. about line and length for a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Putting it on a five cent piece. Thanks. But with this one, I just found he wasn't like mucking in with the jokes and like a bit of the back and forth. He didn't seem like he could hang. It was just a bit. It was a bit much for me to have too much time in one place with Pidge. Now is he a bit green? Could be, but no. You've been around. Oh, he's a long time retired. What you tell me he's green at commentating Test cricket? I don't believe it. Funny that both of them have gone for both Fox and uh, Fox and Channel Seven have gone for. English female cricketers. Yes. And so has the ABC. 
it's like almost a prerequisite. You've got to have an English female on your commentary team. Wonder why? Don't know. Now again. Now I, maybe if I'm guessing. Yep. And I don't want this to sound sexist in any way. No, Eddie. But maybe they've done some. Maybe they've done some some research, some focus groups, and and some some hardcore older sexist. More, more of your sexist variety. Suit, vibe, suit vibes. People yeah. running the, people up top, the big wigs. Maybe they think that... Sexist big wigs. Are maybe the they think that it's less jarring. To have, what, an English woman as opposed to an Australian woman? Yes. Well, you know what? I will say this. Look, Only because there's three of them. Well, I don't know. I, look, there could be. And that, also, that's not sexist. Uh, but it's more just about what an accent sounds like to hear. Mm. I have found they're very pleasant to listen to. Very. Like the sound of the voice. The mm. English woman. English accents in general, I like. Not all of them, no. but some of them I fucking love. Now, Ishigua is she's, my, a great. she's the best commentator, I think, like in terms of the caller. The caller, actually. Yes. And I don't, I can't, I'm not sure, I can't remember the, the lady's name on Channel 7 or ABC for that matter. Uh, but they're all good, right? Yes. But Isha's the best. And I think she has the most lovely voice. Yes. Like it's absolutely. Lovely. And she's, she knows exactly what she's talking about. Oh yeah, she's completely across, and she can. Because I'm love. talking, we're talking about the callers here, punters, dribblers. Yeah, the caller, as in what just happened. What just happened? Not the color. No, the caller. Caller, talk to me about some cricket. She is without a doubt the best going around, and the voice, again, just as a heterosexual man, not diminishing her ability to call, which is the first thing we're touching on. But the voice sounds exquisite. Well, you marry the two together, then you've and got you've a got winner. a winner. You've got an absolute winner. Simple as that. Simple as that. Obviously, Kerry O'Keefe. In the same way that I assume you would, if you're a female, hear Shane Keith speak and you'd go, fuck me, that guy is the perfect marriage between test cricket nouse and unbridled sex appeal. Yes. That deep, husky, sort of low roar. Yeah, like just, a, a, just a general Australian buck, I think, yeah. doing his work. Just doing his work and doing it well. Now, obviously, Kerry O'Keefe's the funniest. Dude, Kerry, he's un- he's untouchable. He's hilarious. He's fucking hilarious. They were doing did you see? Thing- did you see when um, someone did the straight drive down the ground? I can't remember who it was. And he's basically just coming on air, old Kerry. I like the Fox team, man. I think Fox have got the... On, like, by and large, I think the commentary is... Fox have got it on all levels, in my opinion. They're better at commentary. Like, they've got a better commentary team across the board, and their production is better. The Fox Channel Seven missed Lions hat trick ball. They went to an at. Like that's that's unforgivable. That's, you can't imagine if he got the fucking hat trick. Bush League, and it needs to be fixed. Now we haven't One been. Test now we haven't been paid to say that. No, we haven't been paid to say that. Now this you, is not cash for comment. Channel Seven certainly like pay us whatever. We'll, we'll say whatever you want. Oh, we can reverse that if you pay us. But right now. This We're is telling it a, as it is. This is just a financially uninduced opinion. Look, if I'm going to hand out a VB this week, Eddie, because obviously it's been cricket heavy, I just want to give one to Daniel Ricardo, friend of the show, obviously. Of course. Picked up a, a new squeeze as Daniel. Yep. Uh, the new couple alert, basically. Hello Sport, new couple alert. We mm. like to do these from time to time. We've had Bruce and Winks in the past, and mm. obviously Ben Simmons and Kendall Jenner. Uh, and now we've got Danny Ricards and... For me personally, I think one of the most attractive women on the planet, Jessica Gomes. That's what's being reported. Really? Now, if you don't know Jessica Gomes, punters, dribblers, driblets, go and Google Jessica Gomes because she is 
fine. He's fine too, though. Oh, God, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I've met him. Oh, yeah, you've met him. You got, Obviously, you know. well, we've met him all the time, but yes. I was in I was in but Mykonos had, with him this year. You, you and him went to Mykonos together. Well, he flew me over, yeah. which was nice. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. Um, yeah. And looks good, particularly with a tan. Yes, well, he's always kind of but, tan. But if he's got that Mykonos bronze going, oh, the Mick he bronze. looks a billion dollars, make no mistake. So yeah. it's not shocking to me, Tom, nor should it be shocking to the How's the body nation. on him? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Is he smaller than you? Big, small? He's shorter than me. Yeah, okay. But not much shorter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like get Like, he'd be 5'10", probably. Okay. And he looks in pretty good nick. And she wouldn't be tall than 5'10". No. She's just a voluptuous... No, no, no. She's a voluptuous vixen. No, no, no. He's taller than her. Actress, model, 10 out of 10. A uh, little Eurasian vibe. Mm. Absolutely stunning. So congratulations to the happy couple. I don't know if it's true or not, but a VB goes to both of you. We're sending that out to both of you. Oh, enjoy it together. Yeah, because, you I mean, he's done well with her, but she's done well with Daniel Ricciardo as of well. Of course. They should both well be celebrating. So when you get back to your hotel room, we'll just have it set out on the bed, a couple of VBs for you. That's it. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Like a gift from the hotel. Do what, do what you want us. with them. Now, before we go, because I think that we've pretty much just fucking iced this podcast. I don't know if there's anything else. Do you? No. I don't know if there's anything else really going on in the social conscience right Not now. Not that I care about. Apart from the Violet Crumbles getting a one-point win after being stuck in New Zealand for five hours at the airport. It's just a VT, VC update. That's really. it. That's a VC update for you. There you go. Uh, we did say this in the last podcast last week, but we ended up deleting it because it was shit and because we were too hungover. But we've give, we're giving out three more baggy grins to Mick Shearer and the boys in England. They pointed out very rightfully that they kind of got Mike uh, Angus Crichton for us. Mm. Um, so to you three boys, we will absolutely be getting you some uh, Hello Sport issue baggy greens when they arrive. They're on their way. They're on their way. Um, John had a question. John, all right, let's get to that question. You're right. John, friend of the show, King Dribble, had a serious question that we may have missed. Now, we have a question from a punter and a dribbler. Yep. More specifically from a dribbler. Yeah, he's a big-time dribbler. He's king of the dribblers. He is. Um, he's long held that mantle because he spits straight dribble. Now, John sent in a question yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, we didn't do the podcast last week. So this week, we address the question. Howdy, dribblers. I hope you're both well. Interested in your thoughts on the below question. If you were playing NRL, what would you consider more important? Chasing coin or chasing rings? For example, Ponga leaving the Cowboys and taking big coin at the Knights, who were terrible at the time. Other example being taking a big cut in earnings to chase rings with your current club, like what Chock and the Stewart brothers did with Manly. What would the dribblers do? Coin or rings? Cheers, KD. Thanks, KD. Fair question. Good question. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if the Ponga thing's right because I don't think Ponga was chasing coin. He was chasing a start and it just so happened that a start was going to come with a fuckload more coin. And if you've got Danny Badiris, right, picking you up from the airport. Absolutely. And showing you around town. Showing you a fucking and, good and, night. And and playing a nice game of golf with you and your father and then taking you a barbecue. Come, on, come over to my place, mate. And then also, you better bet your last dollar that the Johns brothers were involved. You don't think they were in there? 
And they would have been whispering the sweetest, sweetest nothings about how you can bring glory to the Knights. So I would argue, I would argue that Ponga chased coin and rings. He did both. Now That's uh, my argument. Now, where rings first, then cash, but if you can do both, fucking oath. If you can do both, fucking oath. Could you two just not talk anymore?